Today's match is in the books, and now it's time to break it down. Welcome to Cougar Post-Match Live. Post-match coverage of BYU women's soccer is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And by Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's get you back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back at Ellis Field here in College Station, Texas, where a standing room only crowd. Watch the number nine home side get a late goal to cap off a 2-0 win tonight. Uh, the final goal coming in the 87th minute. AM scores one in the first, one in the second for the 2-0 decision. It was in the 41st minute. That Jimena Lopez scored off a bit of a goal mouth scramble to make it to 1-0 at the interval. And then it went late 1-0 until the 87th when a moment of wonder from Ali Watt. Well outside the left side of the penalty area. A good 30 yards it felt uh, outside of frame. And uh, played a shot to the far post. Upper 90 evading the outstretched hands of Cassidy Smith. That was the final goal to make it 2-0. Time for a look now at our, Mount, our Smith's post-game stats presented by Smith's Market Fresh rather low prices market fresh at Smith's final score 2-0 and uh, some of the shots of uh, stats of note include the shots 19 to 15 in BYU's favor Cougars had nine shots in the first 10 in the second and outshot the Aggies 19 to 15 the Ags had seven in the first 45 eight after halftime shots on goal uh, in this one were also in BYU's favor the narrower margin there though it's uh, five to four in the Cougars' favor. So five of 19 shots were on goal for BYU. Four of 15 shots were on goal for Texas A&M. There were 20 fouls in this match. This one a much more physical game than uh, uh, either of the games that A&M played in the Islands last week. Uh, Ten fouls apiece. There were 11 corners in this game. And in contrast to Monday in Lincoln when BYU was held cornerless and were out-cornered 15-0, it was BYU with the advantage in corners 8-3. And there were a handful of offsides flags put up tonight, two or three, but uh, up to no real consequence. And, and just that, that note alone, Elena, the fact that BYU got to the end line as frequently as it did after going no corners in Lincoln and getting eight and out-cornering A&M by a, a margin of eight to three, it shows the mentality that BYU had tonight, and the mentality was there. The finishing touch was not, but this was going to be a team that wasn't going to sit back and wait Uh, to get inspired they came off from the get-go and really could have expected to have a goal or two in the first 15 or 20 minutes absolutely I felt that BYU I think they learned that lesson from Nebraska they came out with a lot of pace a lot of confidence going forward they knew they were going to get those crosses off and those shots off and that they did Um, and it was pretty unfortunate that some of those didn't get a lucky touch or touch in towards the goal but sometimes it comes down to that with soccer you can sometimes outscore outshoot out I mean outshoot your opponents, but when it all comes down to it, it just takes one shot to get on goal, and I think Texas A&M showed that today. All right, uh, it was Lopez in the 41st. Assist, uh, they're, they're unassisted. If they were to give an assist, it was going to go to Reagan Smith, who actually crossed in and then off the bit of a deflection. You saw the Jimenez finish, and then uh, Watt had the assist to Arietta in the 87th. Those are the uh, score notes tonight on the goals scored. Attendance was uh, a sellout. Didn't get a number officially yet. Uh, yes, we did. 4,248. So uh, capacity is 3,500. So uh, that's uh, standing room only and then some. 4,248. There was a steady breeze on a hot, muggy night. 95 degrees was our temperature kickoff tonight. A little breezy 
but uh, not doing a ton to cool things off as it's very swampy here in South Texas, and the players are certainly feeling it after running hard for 90 here at Ellis Field this evening. So in front of 4,000-plus, a sold-out crowd for this opening night. The home side comes away with the 2-0 win. Let's take a look at the uh, individual numbers of note for BYU. How are those 15, or rather 19 shots distributed? Well, Maddie Gates had most of them, five with three shots on goal. She played 82 minutes, led the team in shots and shots on goal. Maddie with five and three. Lizzie Braby had four shots, one on goal. Cam Tucker, one shot, it was on goal. So those are your shots on goal, three for Gates and singletons for Braby and for Tucker. Five shots for Michaela Coulihan, nothing on frame. Three shots for Elise, Elise Flake, nothing on goal. Uh, Danica Sarasu had the other shot, not on goal, to get to 19 for BYU. Five on goal on this night. For Texas A&M, 15 shots, four on frame. Allie Watt, three shots, two on goal, and one was a goal, and quite a goal it was. Two shots apiece for Bates, Richie, Crabtree, and Arietta. No shots on goal for any of those people. A shot on goal for Astis Halder's daughter. A shot on goal, and it was a goal. For Jimena Lopez. Arietta had an assist, a shot that not, was not on goal. Tara Zemer, and they get to the rest of the stats for Texas AM. That's everybody who ends up in the score sheet or the stat sheet on this night. So BYU with the loss, with the loss falls to 1-0-1. Texas AM goes to 3-0-0. And their unbeaten string in regulation slash overtime goes to 17-0-1. So unbeaten. In the last 18 matches, the one draw of those 18 did become a penalty kick loss against Notre Dame in the NCAA tournament last year. But other than that, they have been perfect. They're not just surviving with points. They're getting wins every time out, except for that one blemish in November of last year. It's as dominant a team as you're going to see in college soccer right now. They're especially good here at home, Elena, and they looked good tonight, good enough to get three against BYU. Absolutely. Texas A&M, there's a reason they're in the top ten. I mean, finishing with their winning record, Previous 25 seasons, one of the most winningest coaches in NCAA women's soccer right now. They've got a lot going for them, not to mention international players, national team call-ups. This is a really good team, and I think BYU, it's a great lesson for them. It's, a good to, it's always good to play against these best teams because this is where you really find out what your team is made of, how mentally tough are you, and see if you can compete with the best there is in the country. And to revisit that stat Elena mentioned a moment ago, they're in their 26th season of soccer here at Texas A&M, and they've never had a losing record. The closest to 500 they've been after any one year was 12-8-2. So they're always winning. They're almost always in the NCAAs, and uh, they are one of the best programs in college soccer without a doubt and show why tonight. We'll come back with player and coach comments. This is BYU Women's Soccer from Ellis Field in College Station, Texas. Final score, number nine, Texas A&M 2 and BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Checking accounts are great for spending. They're useful for putting money in and taking money out, but they usually have monthly fees and the interest is pretty much peanuts. CDs and savings accounts, on the other hand, are better for growing money, but you may not have such easy access to your funds. That's why Bank of American Fork made the perfect hybrid. It's called MyRate Checking. It's a free checking account that earns interest. What a concept. Bank of American Fork, with 19 branches to serve you, a division of People's Intermountain Bank, member FDIC. When you walk into the immigration law offices of Wilner and O'Reilly, the first thing you receive is great service, and you'll leave confident that your problem will be solved. 
Our lawyers are required to be up-to-date, scholars, thinkers, and are on the forefront of immigration services. Wilner & O'Reilly is a full-service immigration practice with eight office locations, helping people achieve their dream of living in the United States. Learn more at wilnerandoreilly.com. Wilner & O'Reilly, immigration solutions for Utah and abroad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Don't drive dirty, Cougar fans. Quick Quack Car Wash has nearly 20 locations along the Wasatch Front. Learn more at DontDriveDirty.com. Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. BYU Football Coordinator's Corner. Defensive Coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. Well, we've got to do a really good job stopping the run. If we're ahead, then we've got to make sure that we're taking advantage of opportunities to rush the passer. Exploring the X's and O's with BYU football's offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators. He's the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. I think the key is that you have balance regardless of what you're doing. As long as you can run and throw the ball well, then you can have success. Coordinator's Corner, Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain, here on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Cougar Post-Match Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For the final word on today's match, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right to the back of the sold-out to Ellis Field here in College Station, Texas. Great atmosphere for soccer tonight. 4,000-plus on hand, 42-48 on this uh, steamy night in South Texas. Home side wins it by a score of 2-0. Time now for our Zions Bank post-match. Coach's interview brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. A&M now 17-0-1 in their last 18 matches. They were 2-0 to open this year coming in two tonight, but they hadn't been challenged in a way that we suspected BYU would challenge Texas A&M tonight, and they got that challenge. Head coach of the Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood, now joining us in our post-match coverage here. And, uh, Jen, if you wanted to see something from your team off the start that said we're here to play and give this A&M team the best game they've seen clearly this season, you got that. Just couldn't find a finishing touch, but you could tell off the start this was going to be an energized, inspired team, and I thought you played great to open this thing tonight. Yeah, I mean, first off, what what an environment. This has got to be one of my top, uh, one of the top environments we've ever played in, no question. So hats off for A&M and their fans. And, you know, the stadium was full before the game even started. It's just an amazing environment to play in. And, you know, we were excited. I mean, this is why we came here to play, you know, in the best environment at a great facility with great fans against one of the top teams in the country year in and year out. And, we actually got off to the start we wanted. All of our energy, we had them on their heels. We were having some looks. Um, we hit the crossbar. We thought it was in. You know, we just couldn't find a way to put it in. But we did things we wanted to do. I'm really proud of the way we attacked. We attacked out wide. We had Bing and Lizzie. I thought Lizzie was absolutely phenomenal tonight. You know, too bad we couldn't get her, you know, to, to have one fall for us. But just a great overall effort and, and a great and exciting game right from the kickoff. They played two games in Hawaii and saw a total of five shots and two shots on goal against. That was in two matches. You put out there tonight 19 shots, five on frame. And again, I think Coach Gray knew what he was going to get from you guys, and you made AM work for the three points tonight, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're a great team, you know, and unfortunately we gave up a goal what, in under five minutes left in the half, and that kind of took our wind out of us. But I just we just went in the locker room and said, wow, how exciting is this to have this opportunity to play? Let's go back out there. And thought we got off to a great start again in the second half and had them on their heels and had some chances. And 
You know, I, I think if anything, we proved that we can play at an extremely high level, which um, is definitely the best game we've played so far this year. Um, I thought it was a pretty complete game. Uh, we had to get great plays from our forwards back to our keeper. And, you know, we, we just got to find ways to get more shots on frame. We've got to get more numbers. We had some crosses and some corner kicks early on where we just didn't have numbers in the box. we got to challenge that more, and we just got to be more hungry. Yeah, Jen, the team obviously gave Texas A&M one of their best games of the season. Unfortunate for the result, but what is one thing you take moving forward from this game for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, right now it feels like a punch to the gut um, based on, you know, everything that girls gave and, and uh, based on the way we played. But like I said, after the game, it, it just shows that we have the ability and we should have the confidence. We made some great changes. Uh, the girls uh, did what, as coaches, we've asked them to do and, and take advantage of our 1v1s. We saw what Nebraska did to us, and so we kind of turned around and, and tried to do that to A&M as, uh, you know, take the space that they were giving us. And early on, Bing and Lizzie were getting after it. And, um, you know, we just got to fight. We got to have someone step up and make that special play uh, that we saw in our last games and really thought it was going to happen. And, you know, and then we gave up a goal with four second, you know, four minutes left again in the in the second half. So, you know, hopefully that keeps driving us to get us more hungry. It was late in the first and late in the second. The first goal that AM scored, a nice 1v1 effort from Reagan Smith to get into the 18, put it in the six, bit of a bouncing ball, and they and they slot home with uh, with Lopez on a bit of a bit of a goal mouth scramble. So you go into the locker room down 1-0, and then it's 1-0 till late, late, and Allie Watt, who's one of the best players in the country with a shot that I don't know, well, how did you see it from your angle? Because before you know it, Cassie Smith seen that thing go for the upper 90. She left, maybe got a hand to it, but uh, what an effort from Watt to put that in the back of the net from where she was. Yeah, it was a great shot. It was a bad, uh, you know, it wasn't a great angle. Yeah. But, you know, that's a tough one for the keeper to get when it's up high, you know, over over the top. And like I said, you know, we, we, we've got to stop from getting those looks. I don't think A&M had any besides the goal they scored. You know, most of their shots from, were clear from outside the box. I thought our defense did a good job of containing them and, and uh, keeping them from being too dangerous, but yet they still found two two times to, to put the ball in, and we didn't. So, you know, we've got to be better in a lot of ways. I, I think there's some things that we definitely could have done better, but I thought we battled hard. Our press was better. Our energy was better. Our attack was better. And we just got to believe that we can be better for this next game. We're, we're going up the up against the national champions, defending national champions, and I don't think we could be any better prepared for it with the schedule we've played. Last couple of things, you started cast and she went all the way. First time you've played a keeper the whole game this season. Uh, how do you like the way she and the back line are working together and how she's played overall, especially tonight going the full 90? Yeah, we, we didn't know for sure uh, at the beginning of the game. We, we talked about we're just going to play it by ear and kind of see how it feels. And if, if we feel like we're in a good situation, maybe not make that change. This is a tough environment and a tough game to kind of make a keeper change at halftime. And, um, you know, it was nothing that, you know, Cass necessarily did or Sabrina didn't do. It's just the a feel, feel the yeah, night. a feel for the night. It was yeah. a, a halftime decision. Um, and so we just stayed with it. And, you know, uh, Cass did a, did a great job. And like I said, every everybody could have done a little better, no question. But overall, I thought it was a great performance. Elise Flake got her first start for you tonight, first start of the season. Yeah, we're trying to get Elise going, you know. She's uh, – She's a great shooter, um, and um, we've got to find ways. She's got to find ways to get her shot off. She's, she's got to get the ball in the box a little bit more with her speed and her quickness, um, and I thought she made some good strides tonight, but, you know, our attacking players have got to put the ball in the back of the net. That's their job. Yep. We've got to find ways to do it. Well, as you said, Jen, these are the kind of games you want to play against the kind of programs uh, that you want to see on your schedule, and, and what a night. Uh, opening weekend for the students, standing room only crowd, 
a couple of the two best coaches in the game. 800-plus wins between Jan and Coach G. And it resulted in a 2-0 home side win tonight. But you get him back at your place next year. Yeah, looking forward to that. But, again, hats off to Coach G and the staff and the fans. And, again, what an amazing environment for women's uh, college soccer. And um, it's just a, a model that we should all follow to, you know, if we could all do this for our sport and get the support that the A&M has with their fans and everything. It's just fantastic. It's fun to be a part of it, although we're on the wrong side of it. But, again, I just – I'd enjoyed it tonight. It was it was amazing. Yeah, there are a number of uh, professional women's team in this country that would envy the atmosphere we yeah, saw here tonight absolutely. Uh, on this uh, college campus. So that's Jen Rockwood, and we thank her for her time and uh, appreciate the efforts of the Cougs, who tonight battle hard and falling by a score of 2-0. Jen, uh, you're back home, and we will see you as you get ready for Stanford. Yeah, we'll be ready. Thanks. All right, that's Coach Jen Rockwood, and that's going to wrap it up for our coverage from Ellis Field here in College Station, Texas. Our thanks to all those who made our broadcast possible tonight. Uh, to the crew here at Texas A&M, facilities and sports information. Uh, Thomas Dick and his crew, wonderful job in setting us up and getting us ready for the game tonight. Well done uh, by the staff here at A&M. Our thanks to Coach G. Guerreri for his pregame interview, to Jen for pre- and post-match interviews. We spoke with Danica Sarasio in the pregame as well. Our thanks to Dan for that. Back at BYU Radio, Cole Wissinger and to Terry South and Nathan Israelson and Sean Fay and Sean O'Neill and Don Shaline. Our thanks to all those folks, the good people at ESPN 960. We thank them as well. And to our listening audience, wherever you were or are tonight, thank you for tuning in, whether over the air, streaming, on the apps. However, we hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. And for my broadcast partner, Elena Medeiros, making her radio <laughs> debut tonight. And we'll do this again. How would you enjoy the evening? I loved it. Nothing better than calling a game in this type of environment. Couldn't have asked for a better first one. Well, you did a fine job, and we'll do it again down the line for certain. So for Elena and everyone else, my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in and uh, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from College Station, Texas. You have been listening to live coverage of BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's match has been brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And by Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. BYU Women's Soccer is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Women's Soccer is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.